Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rolison, also known as T-Roll. And tonight I'm joined by my good buddies, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and the one and only Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimada. Boys, good to be with y'all. I'm excited to have a fun conversation on some Star Wars content. Um, how y'all doing tonight? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Um, you know, it's great to get a little bit of extra Star Wars content in May, you know, with, you know, that being the month of Star Wars. Star Wars month, right? Yes. Yeah, so. May the 4th was uh, several weeks ago. Yes. Uh, but you, we can't leave the month of May without actually doing a Star Wars special. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Have you guys been enjoying the Bad Batch? We we did a review a couple weeks ago on the first few episodes, but we're a, few, a couple more since then. Have you been enjoying it? Yeah, I've been enjoying it pretty well so far. I mean, there are some relationships that I would like to see develop a little bit better, but, you know, it's still early in the series, so we'll see how it goes. Are you referring to the question marks of Omega? Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Okay, yeah. Omega. I'm, I'm in the yeah, – her accent, yeah. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you, uh, a little uh, skeptical still about Omega. Yeah. But, uh, but overall, I'm enjoying the series and the dynamic of the characters. Yeah. So uh, it's good to have some Star Wars to watch right now. Yeah. So before we get into this conversation, which tonight we are going to be uh, doing a top five list for each of us. We have our own top five of uh, non-Force-sensitive Star Wars characters. Um, Non-Force-sensitive yeah, Star Wars characters. Yeah, because, you know, the Jedi, the Sith, the people who yep. wield the Force are always in the, the spotlight. Yes. And we're going to go ahead and give the spotlight to several characters that are not uh, force sensitive. So. Right, yeah. right. Um, yes, so it'll, it'll be good. I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, maybe before we do that, what? Uh, how how big of fans are you guys of, of Star Wars? Like, I mean, one out of ten, maybe. Like, where, where are you guys at? Fourteen. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't think I knew that. I don't think I realized you're such a big Star Wars guy, huh? Justin. Well, he's going yeah. he's going off the the rating scale, but if, I'm going to stick to the rating scale, and <laughs> I am going to say nine point five. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. I mean, I like Star Wars, but I never real I never realized just how deep into it you guys were. Um, okay. Great. What What is your rating scale? Uh, I mean, it's probably six and a half. Mm. Ouch. So it doesn't even get a passing grade. Ouch. Well, d- depending on what state you're in, it is a passing grade. <laughs> uh, depending We're on talking about system. all you Alabama people out there. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, man, that's rough. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it fluctuates, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. You're, you're a hit or miss kind of guy? Like, whatever the season is, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, keep in mind, I like haven't Mandalorian watched... Mandalorian is a huge hit. Well, listen, I haven't watched animated stuff, so I think a yeah. lot of the best stuff is animated, right? There is a lot of there really is a, animated yeah a lot stuff. of good yes. animated stuff right. for sure right. but uh, the Mandalorian is a massive hit well yeah, yeah and, and then, I do love the Mandalorian right? yeah and then there's like uh, the Last Jedi and yeah and the and the new Force Awakens and, yeah I think yeah. and Clone Wars you know what's you know what's funny the thing that gets me about Star Wars more than anything isn't even the product on the screen it's just the community yeah that just is always so negative. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a. It's you can't a, please them. It's in a my fandom opinion. that just stays in a constant state of negativity seems after like the it. first original release. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. And 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 I don't want to be too critical. And then, you know, you got people listening who are like probably offended by that. And I'm not trying to like be super. But abrasive. that's the point. They're gonna be offended by that because that's the way <laughs> yeah. the Star Wars fan base is. Yeah. Like yeah. if social media media was around during like Return of the Jedi. There would have been some a lot of like people talking about how crazy like or how disappointing it was, yeah, and so that kind of stuff, like easily, yeah, but 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, probably for Return of the Jedi, even though... It, yeah. Yeah, but social media wasn't really around, though, in the the prequels, right? Mm, uh, it was no, emerging. Really. emerging. It was emerging. It was starting. Media. Towards, you, the, uh, towards yeah. the end, yes. Yeah, yeah. discussion boards yeah, online. Yeah, but like, that's different. For, forums and right, stuff like forums, that. forums, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But, like, Phantom Menace, like, just snuck by because if that was in social media days, <laughs> it would have been Jeez. the biggest roast ever. Yeah, I I just think of uh, (laughs) how many people would have been so annoyed at the end of Empire Strikes Back when you find out that uh, Vader is Luke's father. Oh yeah, if you found it out on some sort of a forum before before you see the movie, yeah, that would have been yeah man, ouch, (laughs) that'd been rough. Yeah, well, maybe that's a whole other discussion sometime. That that seems like a conversation we could have an, an entire podcast for. Just like the diabolical nature of um, of the uh, Star Wars community and how the Mandalorian saved it, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yeah, you're, br- you're not wrong. Brought really everyone good. together. Yeah. Um, but tonight we are going to be doing our top five non Force sensitive characters. Am I saying that right? You are. It's what, mal- it's mouthy. It's what did le- you say? It's lengthy. Yeah. No. Top That's five a- non Force sensitive. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. All right. Well, let's do it, man. Let's jump in. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Um, I guess guidelines here are uh, just have to be – doesn't have to be live action. can be you know animated as well, but it's got to be in a viewing capacity. So Star so, Wars canon. So nothing that we've yep. – yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because nothing that we've read, right? It would be just things we've viewed. Let's oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. No, no books. We're, we're throwing out books here. Okay, so no books. We don't read. All right. Well, no. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So for me, um, you know, the guy, 6.5 out of 10, Star Wars fan. I would say R2-D2, man. Who? R2-D2? <laughs> Never heard of him. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure of, of uh, his gender, but uh, <laughs> sh- sure he's a bro. But um, Feels like a bro. I mean, he's he's been in all three of the generations, right? Y- yes. Yeah. Yes, he has been. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, we don't have to spend a ton of time talking about each character that we rank here because we'll be here all night. But love R2-D2. Uh, how can he not? Yeah, he's great, man. He's great. So how, how about you guys? Who's number five on y'all's list? Um, I have actually another robot um, from the Star Wars Rebels universe, uh, Chopper, who is in the same vein as R2-D2. Um, Helpful he, droid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a helpful droid has a has a little bit of non speaking attitude to him, you know, and I, I just he's he's willing to do anything to help out his shipmates, and that's I, I just love his character for that. Yeah, he's definitely uh, entertaining and enjoyable to watch, and uh, you conveys a lot with very yes. little interaction yep. as far as words wise, yeah. and voiced by Dave Filoni, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, voice, quote-unquote, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Justin, number five? Yeah, my number five, uh, new to the scene, and actually uh, really just known for maybe a minute and 30 seconds of screen time. And wow. I'm talking, wow. yeah, yeah okay. I'm talking about Babu Frick, baby. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yep. We all know his, uh, 
his uh, repair of C three PO. Yeah, Babu Frick. Yeah, Babu Frick. But then like his uh, his hey hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey hey. Yeah, and like he shows up in like one of the weirdest <laughs> times at the end when like all the ships are arriving to save the day. Yeah, yeah, and, does that again. Uh, yeah, and she's uh, the the uh, was Carrie Russell, right? Yeah, Carrie Russell. Uh, she arrives in her ship, and you think it's just her, and then all of a sudden Babu Frick like just comes up. Hey hey, uh, and and it just this just made it for me. It, yeah, I has this like Bob baby Groot moment. Oh man, I love it, man. I absolutely. <laughs> Love it. That is good. I love that Babu Frick made your list, man. Mad respect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why don't you hit us with number four? Yeah, uh, my number four um, is somebody who also got very little screen time up until recently. And uh, I'm talking about Boba Fett. He barely, if you look about it in the original trilogy, he barely got any screen time. Like, his dialogue is very minimal. And uh, he was a fan, like, phenomenon, yes. like, cult hit. And then all of a sudden, Mandalorian goes ahead and it's like, you know what? We're going to take that and we're going to amp it up a little bit yep. and bring him back. And here we go. We got Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett, dropping this year, later yep. this year in December. Yeah, getting, getting his own show. That's pretty exciting, man. I mean, I'm just yeah, excited to see more that. Boba Fett. Yeah, uh, Boba Fett is actually number four on my list too. So we're yes. we're in sync here. Man. All right, man. Yep. I'm, I'm glad you did that, man. We're, we're in yep. sync. Um, so I mean, all I gotta say is he's got a freaking knee rocket. Knee rockets, man. You know who, what I'm saying? Who knew? Who Honestly, knew that knee rockets we needed in our lives? If you think back to that episode in Mandalorian season two, which we did a review of, go li- go listen to our reviews of uh, the entirety of season two. Um, I, I don't remember what specific chapter that was, but when they had that, when Boba Fett came on the scene and was just wrecking dudes. Oh yeah, man! Especially before he put his um, his you know suit back yeah, on. Yeah, his gear. Back. I feel his like gear. that was chapter seven. Yeah. I think it was chapter six. Well, it wouldn't have been s- seven. You mean of season two? Yes. Okay, because it they would have been it started in with yes. chapter nine, I think. But um, yeah, it was it was late on episode but, six, I think. All right. Okay. But either way, either way, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. The return. I mean, of and, Boba Fett. and we were even saying like, man, like think of the amount of Star Wars fans who I'm not even like this, but have been dying to see something see, like yeah. this. Yes. Yes. For, for Boba, decades. Yeah. Decades. Decades. Yes. Yeah, three decades, and uh, to see Boba Fett like actually fleshed out. Four and, decades. And, yep. Four. Oh, whoa. If you think yeah. about it. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Wow. And having to deal with being teased just a little bit in, you know, in the uh, prequels with Jango Fett. Right. And oh, just like yeah. I know, right? Boba Get Fett. the heck out of here, man. Yes. <laughs> I, it was there. It was there. All no, I say right. it was good. I'm just saying it was there. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So, shout out, Boba. All right. Uh, I mean, good, it was, real quick, good enough for the actor who played Jango Fett to return yes. as the new Boba Fett. Which... Is awesome. I, I love I like that. It, too. it yeah, creates yeah. such a, a the, cohesiveness. The continuity to, is just to, yes. amazing. Yes. Um, so uh, my number four is actually we we have been talking about how we, you mentioned that you know force wielders are usually the front and center of every single movie in the universe, and I'm actually going to take pretty much the. One of only two movies where a force builder isn't the lead in the universe, and that's Jyn Erso. Ah, um, okay. Yes. So I, I loved her character, and, you know, she – it was such a uh, – like a different look at the Star Wars universe. It was, 
you know, seeing from a, you know, more ground level, and you saw it in everything that they were doing, that um, they, they were affecting these larger events, but they, you saw them on such a, uh, on such a micro level. And, and it even comes down to, like, the battle scenes. When, you, when they're fighting on the beach, it didn't feel like a Star Wars fight, you know? It didn't have the glamour or, like, the sheen of lots of times that you see in a Star Wars fight. It felt more like a... It felt like you were seeing like a a, a um, Vietnam War scene, yeah, yeah, where you know it was very, you know, you're you're seeing a lot of, you know, like more, um, there was a lot more, even more death than normal, even you know, and it was very much you know based on the characters. It just felt like more grounded than a normal character. Yeah, and uh, she was a part of something. Big. She was yes. a small part, a driving force, actually. Yes. A small uh, – that led to getting the plans, the blueprints yes. of the Death Star into the hands of the Rebels. Yes. So, I mean, it, when you watch the original trilogy, like, that's like a footnote. I mean, it's, it's – yeah, You have no idea the yeah, backstory. Back it's, it's, it's Leia uh, passing on the message to Obi-Wan. But yes. the reason that she got that message in the first place was because of everything that Jyn Erso did. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it was really cool to see her character and the way she was involved in expanding all yeah. of that. Freaking I, love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and then just the, the sacrifice that, they, the, that she had to give up to, to do that. It wasn't, you know, once again, I mean, not to be, you know, beat a dead horse, but like the, the, the more grounded nature of it, of her having to give up her life for this. Whereas... Lots of times it's like, oh, the heroes win at the end. You know, it's a lot of what happens, yeah. you know, in the Star Wars universe. Whereas this was, you know, she gave up everything so that the heroes could win at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's good Re- stuff, Good man. pick, man. Good pick. All right. So, Shimada, what's number three on your list? Coming at number three, uh, we actually have already spoken about him. It was Boba Fett. Ah, um, so she had Boba as well. All right. Yes, yeah. yes, Shout yes, out Boba. It's on everyone's list. You, you got to have Boba. Boba was, you know, you really got to see how cool he could be in Mandalorian. Knee Rockets. And, you know, <laughs> Knee Rockets, yep. And it was really, it's, he's actually a very hard character to bring out because although um, you hadn't seen a whole lot of him, that is actually a part of the reason why he's so difficult because, mystery. you know, yes, there's the mystery of, you know, the the mind, is, you know, creates these great things. That's why it's so hard to um, bring character, to, to, to tell stories of characters as they go along because the mind creates so much stuff. So you have millions and millions of fans that are each creating their own vision of this character. And I felt like in Mandalorian they did a fantastic job of him exemplifying everything that everybody thought he would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Boba has like one of the largest like fan fictions about him. Yeah. Uh, there's some really good storylines about his return yeah. and how he survived the yeah. Sarlacc pit. Yeah, because I mean he's a blank slate in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, like true. you can put whatever kind of storyline you want on him in a lot of ways. Yeah. He's got so, a he's got a cult following for sure. Very, yes. very true. All right, so my number three is, I think, uh, probably one of the more recognizable just figures in all of Star Wars is Han Solo. Oh, yeah. Like, so much I've, so, I've heard of that guy. I've yeah. heard of him. So yeah. much so he got his own literal spinoff movie, yeah. like a Solo. prequel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which oh, yeah. was, you know, yeah. Right. yeah. That's not why he's on this list. <laughs> yeah, no. He's, he's definitely on this list for... Uh, his performances in the in the in the original trilogy, yes, and yes. even to be honest, in the Force Awakens, it was really 
awesome yeah. to see uh, him. Back. Honestly, the Force Awakens was like send off. Yeah, it was, it was a Han great. Solo send off, yep. and it was it was really good to see him uh, kind of put that character to rest, yep. and then uh, just the character that he built through the first three movies, and uh, the potential after Empire Strikes Back of him not returning. Yes, like that's the whole reason why they he did. Was in they ended. Yes, yeah. yeah. they ended the way they did because they were uns- contract uh, issues. Yeah. they yeah. were unsure that he would be returned for the third one, which I'm glad he did because yeah. I mean I, I actually did enjoy Solo in the third movie. It was. He was he, yeah. he rose to that hero status. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and then, you know, even, you know, him trying to come back in uh, in Force Awakens, we weren't sure that that was actually going to happen originally either. And then, uh, you know, the way they sent him off, and it was such a uh, it was such a great way to send him off, you yeah. know. I love it because, like, it, Harrison Ford is like, the only way I'll return is if you kill this guy. Like, yeah. that's the only way. <laughs> only yeah. way I'll return, and that's what they did. They said, yeah, we'll bring you back, and we'll kill you. Yeah. Yep. We will bring you back to put a lightsaber through your yeah, stomach. Yes, yeah, yeah, by your son. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Star Wars. Okay. Uh, Sandy, number three. Yeah. All right. So my number three is our uh, lovable furry friend referred to as Chewie, Chewbacca. Chewbacca yeah. is uh, Han Solo's wingman. Uh, wingman. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, m- never a more loyal loyal partner man like Chewbacca and Han Solo go hand in hand man yep. maybe even better than peanut butter and jelly i i mean mm-hmm. it's it's up for debate right now but Chewbacca he hits he he says no words at all he just yep. he growls and he screeches and you still feel that emotion and that yep. that uh he he has that conviction about him like even like okay, the very final scene in uh, Return of the Return of the Jedi, uh, when they're giving out the medals and the awards and everything, yeah. Chewie has the last line and all of that, and you feel the celebration there because he shouts out and in, in his his Wookiee cry, like yeah. it's it's really good, and uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed everything. <laughs> That he did, Peter Mayhew. Shout out! Yeah, yeah. he was also one piece. of the yeah. He was also one of the most interesting characters actually in the Han Solo solo movie. Yeah, you know, seeing to <laughs> see a true. little bit about yeah. him and you know seeing you know that part of it. Yeah, that was actually probably the you know probably the best part of the movie. You know, is that relationship building? Mm-hmm. You know, so so that was really cool too. And Chewie's just you know always you know. It's very fitting that on our list, he they end up right next to each next other. Next to each other, you know, yeah. and he, he just, um, you know, he's a great, you know, uh, showing of you know, what friendship can be. Yeah, exactly, man. No doubt. All right, all right. Number two, Justin. Why don't we stick with you? Uh, all right, number two. Uh, my number two is. <laughs> Uh, Max Rebo and the Jizz Whalers. <laughs> so, for the the general audience out there, Max Rebo and has the Jizz no idea. We've never <laughs> yeah. heard these names before. Max <laughs> Max Rebo and the Jizz Whalers is the band that is playing. We're gonna in... get kicked off of Spotify. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, is the band that's playing in the cantina who gave us the epic song that is always playing in yes. like the back of people's minds. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We're really going to get kicked off of Spotify now. <laughs> so you can go ahead and uh, thank Max Rebo and his Jizz Whalers. Yes. And you can, well, you can also thank George Lucas for naming the Jizz Whalers because, yep. Yeah, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, how can you not uh, appreciate somebody who put out um, uh, such an iconic sound? Yes. Really. 
Like, yeah, I mean, how do you even come up with, like, that combination? That's, that's one of the craziest things about, um, about you know, mu- music and soundtracks and things like that. Like, we think we can create these things in our minds because we hear them and you're like, oh, I can kind of replicate that stuff. And you, like, extrapolate out there. But when you really come down to this, the original creation of this stuff, it's kind of mind-blowing what people are actually able to create out of thin air with music mm-hmm. yeah it's it's it was good and well executed and uh that whole cantina scene was really incredible. yes number two shimada what you got for us number two so we we have talked a lot about the mandalorian series already and um for me din jaren you know we, 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 he is, you know, a phenomenal character. He is the Mandalorian in the Mandalorian TV show. Um, you know, he very well might have, you know, fixed the, or put the, in place the, um, Star Wars TV universe. Um, yeah. as who knows what would have happened if, uh, if Mandalorian for some reason had, had bombed. Um, are you saying he's the Tony Stark of the Star Wars universe? Uh, he very well might be, you know, he continually is recreated, having his suit recreated, you know, <laughs> he takes a young, energetic, you know, Padawan type character under his wing. Wow. Kind of a loner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like it, man. It's a great pick. It really is. Uh, Mandalorian, fantastic show. Yeah. Uh, has me looking forward to season three. So uh, just, some of, just some of the action. From- yes. The yeah. Mandalorian, what he's able to do, and his and his quick draw. I mean, it's just amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's just a great mix of really the two things that you know the Star Wars universe is is uh, made up of, which is this space theme and this Western theme that are kind of like mashed together. Um, and oh, he's yeah. like, like you were saying, the the quick draw is so like iconic to the Western universe. But you know, even his ship. Which is brand new to Star Star Wars universe is art well was already iconic, you know mm-hmm. for for, yeah. the, for its time uh, on uh, in the Star Wars world. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, <sighs> oh, I know, man. That's sad. It was sad. Um, okay, number two for me is also from Rogue One, which is definitely one of my favorite movies in the whole Star Wars saga, uh, and it's actually, but it's not. It's not a human. It's another droid. It's K2SO. Yes, that's so good, man. Who uh, you want to talk about stealing the show? I feel yeah. like yes, yeah. Especially with just some of the humor yeah. and the interactions in this film. I mean, K2SO was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and it doesn't get any better than Alan Tudyk, man. Yes, like he really does such a great job as K2SO, and, and in general, him and him, he is just a captivating uh, actor, whether it's voice or um, live action. He yeah. does a phenomenal job. To to a true nerd, he is a superstar. Like when oh, you think oh, about easily, easily. like yeah. to somebody who is truly into the nerd world. I mean, he is he he is. Way higher up there than he probably, by comparison to anybody else's list. Just because, you know, he's just, he pops up in so much of nerd culture. You know, one of the greatest TV, single season TV shows ever in Firefly, you know, knocking out Wash. He even plays a, um, he plays a chicken in Moana. Uh, (laughs) That's right. Yeah, exactly. 
He yeah. plays the Duke of Weaselton and Frozen. Yeah. In Frozen. <laughs> yeah, and he plays uh the cousin of Bruce Wayne in <laughs> Yeah. In uh, Powerless. Yes. So. And then he plays a uh, a weasel in Zootopia. Yeah. Oh, yes. gosh. Yeah. I love that part. Yes. Yeah, but, so yeah, great. K- K2SO is awesome. K2SO, com- good comic relief. Yes. Oh, man. Like, there's that scene where uh, he's, like, walking around the corner right after a similar droid that he is just gets shot, I think, I think by Jen Erso, actually. And at first you're like, oh, my gosh, did she just shoot K2SO? And then he walks <laughs> around the corner and he's like... Did you know that wasn't me? And like, but yeah. the way he delivers that line, yeah, you know, there's just oh, it's just so amazing. Yeah, it's, so it's, amazing. it's yeah. good. No, that's a good shout, man, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I keep going, but and then the uh, they're them talking about being cast into like the void of space where they'll all die. He's like, not me. I can survive in space. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good man. That's good. Yeah, the Star Wars universe has just done a great and fantastic job of bringing life to lifeless organisms. Right, right. You know, like everything that they've done with droids has been just phenomenal, you know, whether it be KTUSO, whether it be, you know, um, BB-8, BB-8, whether it be even C-3PO, um, you know, Chopper from the, the Rebels, like I had previously stated, you know, even IG-11 in, in um, um, Mandalorian, in the Mandalorian, yeah. like it's just so much life that they have brought. And it looks like they're trying to do something like that, even in the new Bad Batch with uh, there was like a trash droid that they're trying to um, kind of. I feel like they're trying to eventually build that into a more popular character. Um, uh, they haven't really done a whole lot with it, but I've seen it a couple of times in the in the show more than just like it's just there. So we'll yeah. see what they do with that. Okay. okay. Well, we are we have finished five through two. So before we get into our number ones on our list, let's do some honorable mentions. You guys have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, for sure, I do. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, one of my honorable mentions is uh, Jabba the Hutt, actually. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jabba the Hutt. Uh, nice. Just uh, his grossness. I don't know. Yeah. His, the, oh, 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 yeah, exactly. His, uh, his like, quadrupled chins. Yeah. Uh, his sliminess. Just everything about him. Uh, the fact that that type of creature is, like, one of the biggest, like, mob bosses. Yeah. In the Star Wars universe is pretty 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 cool cool to see. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of ridiculous and everything like that is just you know, how would something like that end up with any sort of power? Yeah. You know, it's just the, like kind of yeah. Which in the end, like I mean, Leia like wearing nothing at all ends up strangling him with his yes. uh, with a chain, which so like how much power do you really have? Uh, I mean, it really was through the the works of his his minions. Yeah. Is the only reason why he probably came to that power, but but yeah, Job of the Hut, man. Uh, I'll definitely throw him out there. Yeah, um, I have two. Um, one of them is from the well, they're really both from the Clone Clone Wars series. Uh, one's Cad Bane, uh, who is who plays a like a pirate smuggler type. Um, he's kind of like what what Han Solo would be if he was you know, less respectable. Maybe he was sort of Han Solo-esque in some ways in the smuggling before he ran into the main cast and stuff like that. But, you know, he's always playing both sides of everybody, you know, putting himself into the best situation, whatever situation gets him the most money. And he's he's a very interesting character. Um, He does... 
he does have some like redeeming moments throughout the Clone Wars series where he helps out the main cast. So it, it, it's really cool seeing him it, it show he shows up randomly and like will help them or and he usually ends up he, he's one of those people that he'll help you and then at the end of the episode he like kind of like turns on you and like takes all the money or something like that. So he's very very interesting interesting. Yeah, he'll character. definitely screw you over for sure. Yes. A hundred percent censure. And my second character is actually a representative of a larger group of characters. Um and that is Captain Rex. Yeah. Um, so the clone troopers I I know they don't like th- there isn't a whole lot to them in the in the prequels. But in the Clone Wars TV series, you get to see so much about them, and they're so interesting. And I think that's why I, I, I'm, I love the potential of the Bad Batch series is to see something that's focused on clone troopers, even though it's you know they're kind of an offshoot of the true clone troopers. But I would love to see them dive deeper into the world of the clone troopers during the clone wars and then even going to further and what they did after the clone wars. So I think that'd be a completely fascinating and it'd be very cool. Cause it'd be sort of like the offshoot similar to like a rogue one type of situation where you're getting to see the world of, um, of, you know, the average quote unquote average person as they're going through these, um, you know, galaxy altering events. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, well said. I like that. All right. Good shout. Good shout. Well, let's get then to our number ones on the list. So, um, Shimada, what if you, what if we start with you? Yeah. Um, so, well, we have already talked about him a good bit at your number two, K2SO. I love okay. K2SO. So sharing. Uh, as I have <laughs> said, um, yeah, you know, through what you were saying, I love Alan Tudyk and in just about anything that he does, and he's such great comic relief, and you know, such a integral part of their team in the um, in the Rogue One universe. Yeah, oh, it's so good, so good. I so, mean, yeah, so many good things to say about K two S O. Like for real, man. Like he uh, actually, you know what? The, the character is so loved that by the point. Where his death comes, oh, it's, man. Hits it hits so hard, yeah. hard man. Yeah, it does. It really, it's You're really, right. You're uh, right. man, you don't want to see it happen. You right. really don't. I mean, everyone in that movie making sacrifices. Yeah. I've really got to watch Rogue One again. I, know, I me really too. want to watch I it again just, right I now. was just thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, for me, my number one uh, is also someone who has been said, I guess we could keep talking about him because he's amazing, but it's it's Din Djarin, the, the Mandalorian yes. <laughs> from the series. Yeah. The, Mandal- um, the series has done so much for that character, man. Man, the series has done so much, and um, just, yeah, just the uh, the presence of Din Djarin throughout the throughout the series um, has been remarkable. And what's yeah. the dude's name that? Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah sorry. He, his his uh, his acting, delivery, his voice yeah. acting, his well, delivery, just, just the way he moves, his, his head, head tilt. Yeah, right? his head right? tilt. His. Uh, his inflection in yeah. some of the things yeah. he says, like, yeah, overall, man, he is doing a great job of the series. And like this, the rumors of like him being in like fights with the producers and like, they're going to kick him off the show. Like, I really don't want to see that. happen. Really? I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. It's going around. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the fact that, that uh, that's going around is, is kind of heartbreaking because he yeah. is such a lovable character right now. And that I can't really picture somebody else taking on that mantle. Yeah. That would, that would suck. Yeah. Agreed. But, uh, yeah, great shout, man. That's a good number two. 
He said, uh, what was it in the, the very first episode where uh, he was he had that standoff with, I think it was the very first episode, with um, some of the the uh, the clones or whatever. And uh, they're like, we have you at number four, to, or four or five to one or six to one or something like that. Yeah. I like those. Uh, I like those. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> is amazing, man. Yeah, it was yeah, just he's cocky. So, he's he's cocky, so cocky. He's confident. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, we could say we could we could talk about the Mandalorian so much, but I guess yeah. I would encourage people to go listen to our reviews of the episodes. Yep. Yeah, or uh, keep listening to every episode until we get to the Mandalorian season three preview. Yeah. It'll be yeah. there at yeah, one point. Right. Yeah. Well, eventually we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. for sure. Okay, so me and Shimano have given our number one. Justin, I guess why don't you bring us home with your number one? Yeah, like normally they say like save the best for last, but uh, sometimes the best is just meant for first. And you mentioned R2-D2 at the top of this thing, and I'm going to go I ahead and finish it off with R2-D2. Okay, so circle R2- of life. Yeah, R2-D2, man. Like some of the emotions that he can convey with just some beeps and boops, yep. man, is just insane, man. And I really think it is a uh, travesty that the, the the new sequel trilogy did not utilize him more. They used him more of a nostalgia thing. Yeah. And they used him as convenience. But the really, like, he was the heart and soul of almost the entire franchise. Yeah. Uh, he is the one that delivered the message to Leia. He is the one that built the relationship with Luke. He is the one that reached out to uh, just the entire Republic in order yeah. to get them to uh, com- com- finish their mission. Like it's, he is so uh, key, key. to, yes. There you go. So yeah. key to everything in star Wars. And he does it all with just, I mean, beeps he, and boops, he is, I mean, even on top of that, he is the connection between Padme and Anakin because she was originally Padme's droid. And then he becomes, Anakin's droid like there is like that is a huge connection in the prequel universe as well between the two of them he is that reminder to Anakin of his love and also his sidekick in and just just as you know and it of course it mirrors the relationship that Luke has with him and you know it, it is it is you know a travesty in a lot of ways like you said that he wasn't better used in the sequel yeah. trilogy. He was shut down in, yeah. underneath a tarp. Like, yeah. how, are you gonna, how are you going to use such that character in the way the way that they did? Like, yeah. I mean, granted, yes, he had uh, C-3PO's backup uh, memory drive, yeah. and he uploaded it back to him to save his memories, and yeah, that was it. Was cool to get that whole thing, but but yeah. it was so underutilized that yeah, yeah it would have been also like putting him with. You know, Poe, although Poe, I mean, Poe was a, a perfectly fine character, but it was like you're putting him with a second tier character in a lot of ways, whereas he was the he was always with the front character. Yeah. And he was with Luke. He yeah. was with Anakin. He was with Padme. Yeah, he was like, there from the beginning and he was there until the end. Like, yes. He he is so key to the entire yeah. universe and uh, has actually like had moments where he caused laugh out loud moments because yes. of the like the, the comedy timing of his uh interactions, whether it's yeah. his shaking or his, his scream his scream. Ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I mean R two D two, I mean I, I mean you had him at number five, but we're keep in mind you're a six point five Star Wars fan, right? And I, 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 I had him at number one. Are you hating on me right now? Uh, 
I'm not hating on you. I'm just I'm just showing you that that even the uh, the most average Star Wars fan, fan or a little bit above average Star Wars fan can see the his value the in value sure. in, yeah. in being in the top five character. Yeah, and yeah. and he's the only person on my list who doesn't use words. I mean, he I had another droid, but K two S O spoke. Oh, he spoke. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But R two D two just. No yeah. words, and then just yeah. like the the fact that using your imagination of like what he said to Luke yeah. based on his response is just right. it's, it's it was or hysterical. his interactions with C three PO. Oh like, yeah, like the way, <laughs> like, yeah, their dynamic, their yeah. dynamic yeah. was always so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah and just it, it just in like you're saying, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like it's not like he's going to age out of his usefulness. He's a droid. Oh, he's, exactly. It's, yeah, it just it, even, it just it didn't make a whole lot of sense. It was really just they were trying to sell BB-8. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even and and even though uh they were trying to sell BB-8, I mean, R2D2, they they said, "Oh, he has like a low battery cell or he's outlived his uh his usefulness or his Man. lifespan or whatever." Whatever. He should have been more in inner Interwoven into the main storyline. Yeah, plug him up, man. Charge him up. Yeah, he should. He should have been. <laughs> he should have been, power riding, cell. He should have been yeah. riding around with Ray, or you know, I don't, he would have been even cooler. Like, what if he was riding around with Kylo? Oh, wait, whoa, yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah, but, that would uh, been but sick. Even the minimal amount of time he was in the new trilogy, he still was able to like form a bond with like Ray, and then yeah. the fans could see that as well. Like, it, it was good to see. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, hey, uh, guys, we did it. Top five non-Force-sensitive users. Um, no, characters. Gosh, I always get this freaking thing. Non- either, or. either or. Just users. people who don't use the yeah. Force, people who don't have any connection, observable connection to the Force on screen. Um, good list, guys. I, th- I think we think we did well. Uh, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say before we get out of here? May the fourth be with you. <laughs> Even if it's a couple weeks late. Always. Always. Um, yeah, well, we will be covering more Star Wars stuff. Again, we're going to do a probably like a mid-season review um, of The Bad Batch because there's just so many episodes. We'll do something mid-season, and we'll definitely do a finale review and kind of review the whole series. Um, again, the uh, what's it called? The Book of... Uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, that comes out later this year. We'll review that. Mandalorian season three, whenever that is, we'll review that and uh, all the other all the other things that are coming out. We will be uh, covering here on the Royal Geek Podcast. So stick around, um, stay connected to us on Twitter. You can follow us at Royal Geek Pod. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it um, and share it with some of your friends. That'd be super helpful for us. So, with all that in mind, thank you so much for listening. For my good friends Justin. And Anthony, this is T-Roll saying thank you once again for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.